teams. So uh should be a fun show. Old bye week's not going to be in uh, till 630. Uh, I guess the old two and six record's kind of cutting his show times in half. If anybody's trying to improve their kicking game on the high school or junior high front in our area, it seems like everybody goes to Matt Nelson. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Does a great job. Does a really good job. Appreciate you as always. Bleed Tech Blue on deck for John Tamer. Appreciate all your help today, sir. I'm Sean Fox. We'll see you tomorrow for another edition of The Company. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. Louisiana. We're living on the edge with Bayou Independent Wrestling, presented by Sango Buick GMC, Saturday, November 5th in the West Monroe Convention Center. Featuring an all-out brawl for a main event with Southern Royalties Rob Love, Alex Arsenal, and Jeremiah going up against Cassidy Riley, Ray Fury, and Bam Bam Malone. Also catch Impact star Matt Tavin, NWA star Anthony Andrews, and former Impact star Caleb Conley. Bayou Independent Wrestling is back in the West Monroe Convention Center on November 5th. Doors open at 7 with bell time at 7.30. Get your tickets now for 15 bucks a piece at Coldwell Baker Group in West Monroe. $20 at the door. Bayou Independent Wrestling is brought to you by 92.3 The Wolf, Rock 106, Sports Talk 97.7, Nature's TLC, Sandra Fontenot Estate Sales, North Louisiana Title, Campus Automotive, Chris Stevenson Allstate Agent, Mel's Towing, Sobernest Recovery Homes, Coldwell Banker Group One, Josh Newell Realtor, Rooster Alvo Attorney at Law, and Marty and Mark's Jewelry and Watch Repair. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by. Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Good evening, beautiful people. It's Bleed at Tech Blue Radio, BC. John Tabor. Sports Talk 97.7. I want to thank our title sponsor, Louisiana National Bank. For over 100 years, LNB has been your community bank. Go see my friends at Louisiana National Bank for an uncommon experience or check them out online at ln.bank. Of course, you can get us 
on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or Text Line, 888-993-7762. You may have, may have caught that in the open. It's just BC. It's just John Tabor. Uh, Beck Haynes will be here uh, in just a little while. Had a little work meeting, uh, some business to take care of, so he'll be in around 630. We're, we're hoping. He told me he'll keep me updated, uh, and, and I said, don't bother keeping me updated. I'll see you at 630. So, uh, for the first 30 minutes of today's show, of course, we're going to be breaking down Louisiana Tech's 42-34 double overtime defeat at FIU. Uh, coming up at 6.30, uh, Louisiana Tech head men's basketball coach Talvin Hester will join us. Uh, coach Hester and the Duncan Dogs getting set to start up their 2022-2023 campaign on Monday night inside the Tom's Assembly Center against Mississippi College. Uh, that actually be a part of a doubleheader. Lady Texters uh, will play Central Baptist at 5.30. Duncan Dogs will follow that game. Uh, round 8 o'clock, uh, I know both those teams uh, have high expectations uh, here coming up. Of course, Brooks Store squad made their run all the way to the Conference USA Championship game, similar to the Duncan Dogs, but like I mentioned, Coach Hester uh, in his first year as the head coach at Louisiana Tech, uh, so a little bit of a, a new era. Uh, for the Duncan Dogs. Uh, also, uh, coming up at 7 o'clock, Matt Nelson, former Louisiana Tech kicker, will join us. Uh, we'll talk some special teams with Matt Nelson. Uh, also talk a little bit about that 2012 team. I, I know a lot of, uh, of our listening audience, a lot of Louisiana Tech fans love to talk about that potent offense from back in the day, uh, led by Colby Cameron. We got to see Matt Nelson kick the extra points. That was uh, pretty cool. Former roommate of mine is Matt, so uh, excited to have him on. Uh, looking back at this past weekend before we get into Louisiana Tech and FIU, Diamond Dogs wrapped up their fall scrimmage schedule uh, traveling on the road. Tapes, did you get a chance to hear any about this one at ULM? I, I did not fill us in. So they played two seven-inning games, 14 total innings. First game went Louisiana Tech's favor 11-1. to uh, and then Louisiana Tech won the, I guess you call it the nightcap, 3-2. to two. Uh, That was a little bit closer. I thought the interesting thing for me, obviously a bunch of different arms pitched in that game for the Bulldogs, but uh, 14 different hitters got an opportunity to start over the course of the two games, and that does not include Arkansas transfer Ethan Bates or LSU transfer Brody Dros. So that kind of gives you – a little bit of a glimpse of how deep this Tech lineup is going to be. So five runs over 14 innings? Allowed? Yes. Uh, No, they allowed three runs over 14 innings. They scored 14. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 11-1 win, 3-2 win. Three, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that'll. That'll play. Yeah, that'll Uh, that'll play. I think there was only two walks the whole afternoon for Tech pitching. I don't care if it's a bunch of guys only throwing two innings. No, yeah. You have to yeah. be pleased throwing that many arms. And, uh, you know, the, the normal names out there on the mound, you talk about Jonathan Fincher, you talk about Greg Martinez. Is that what he did? Just gave everybody a little. Yeah. I, I think Fincher got two innings. I think Raleigh Hector, the A&M transfer, got two innings as the starters in each game. Uh, everybody else following that was one inning apiece. And a lot of these relievers, you just want to get them on the mound, having them throw strikes. And, hey, it's what they did. And, uh, like I said, you're, you're missing – or you didn't play Ethan Bates, you didn't play Brody Dros. They, they were both out. So you start 15 different hitters, come out, I believe yesterday, uh, one of the recruiting websites for college baseball, Ranked Tech's 2022 Junior College class. Get this, 
number 10 in the nation. Really? <laughs> yes. That Let's go. I, that, it is a little surprising, I guess you could say, but I think that kind of gives you a glimpse uh, as far as the the what the two regionals have done for your program. Like, you get a top 10 JUCO class in the country, like, that's pretty impressive for Lane Burroughs, obviously a testament to his staff and their ability uh, on the recruiting trail. But Diamond Dogs wrap up, wrap up their fall schedule uh, with two wins over ULM, and they'll uh, get some time off here le- leading up to, obviously, Thanksgiving break, up to Christmas break, a bunch of individual work, and then uh, really ramp up following Christmas as the season starts. Middle of February, I believe the season opener is at home against the BYU Cougars. Interesting, uh, that four-game series, Taves. Friday, doubleheader Saturday. Going to take the old day off on Sunday. BYU doesn't play. The only one that would play, Zach Wilson. You know, he doesn't really um, stick to the Mormon rules these days. Then they'll wrap up that four-game series on Monday. So, kind of a little bit of an interesting start to the season for the Bulldogs. Uh, I know a lot of Tech fans, uh, when you look at a 2-6 and six football record, are probably uh, looking forward to basketball and baseball season. So let's get into uh, 42-34 double overtime loss to Florida International on Friday night down in Miami. Uh, I guess, you know, the, the big thing going into that game for the Bulldogs, Landry Liddy getting his first career start. We've we've talked about it at nauseum uh, really over the first eight weeks of the year. When was the time that you were going to kind of see him get a chance to get his feet wet? Uh, you saw that, completes his first 10 passes of the game. Uh, I believe Tech scored on their first three possessions in that football game. Uh, jumped out to a 17-7 lead over the Panthers. Had some special teams miscues. Uh, you don't catch the kickoff from FIU following the score that made it 17-14. Then it's immediately 21-17 FIU. Get a field goal block there at the end of the half. Uh, don't score any points in the third quarter, which has been a concern at different points throughout the year. Then I thought it was really impressive. Liddy leads Tech 10 points in that fourth quarter. You get a 27-24 lead. Get a chance to get the ball back after B.J. Williamson makes the big pass break up on fourth down. You're at your own 47-yard line, little under three minutes to go in the game. FIU had all three timeouts remaining. Sonny Cumbie. Uh, chose to run the football three times and punt it back to FIU. He talked a little bit about that today in his press conference. Uh, really wish on that third and four. He ran a little shovel pass, flip pass type deal to Cyrus Allen. Obviously unable to get the first down. Wishes he would have just ran the football. Tech ran for 184 yards in this game. Marquise Crosby uh, had 21 carries, 115 yards, two touchdowns. Ultimately, Tech punts the ball back to FIU. They drive the length of the field, get a field goal. Uh, game goes into overtime. Tech scores on his first possession. FIU answers. And then, of course, the Panthers score in the second overtime, convert their two-point conversion. Uh, Louisiana Tech comes up short after getting inside the FIU 15-yard line. But looking at Liddy's performance as a whole, uh, finishes 28 out of 40. I mentioned completed his first 10 passes of the game, 256 yards, uh, had eight yards on the ground. But most of those were... Uh, obviously not designed quarterback runs. Did have the one QB sneak for a touchdown. I thought he played extremely well. Yes, I get it. There was, I don't know, maybe a 1,000 people in the stands for FIU. That's not an exaggeration. It's just uh, not a school that's really supported that well. Uh, but 
hey, it's a road start. It's your first career start. You haven't played. I think he had played 22 snaps in his career prior to this game uh, when you combine his outings against SFA and Rice. Uh, and Sonny Cumbie's talked about it throughout you know, the first two days this week. He's calm, he's cool, he's collected, shows a lot of poise. Uh, does that mean he doesn't make mistakes or he didn't make any mistakes? Obviously not. He had a couple of balls that you know, maybe should have been intercepted. He, he, gets those ball, you know, he gets away with those, doesn't throw an interception on the night. Uh, and, and I thought the most impressive thing to me was, yes, you score 34 points with an overtime period, but... Trey Harris only played 11 snaps in this game, and uh, you, you're playing without your obvious go-to receiver in this Tech offense. He goes down after the first possession, and you, not to say that Smoke Harris, not to say that Cyrus Allen, not to say that Nate Jones aren't playing good football, but uh, Trey Harris is that one guy that can win in a lot of one-on-one spots uh, against defenders in Conference USA. So uh, I thought it was a, a very positive performance. Uh, we'll talk more coming up in the next segment about you know whether or not uh, you should burn the red shirt. You don't burn the. You shouldn't burn the red shirt. You got one more game to play uh, as far as maintaining that red shirt. And Sonny Cumbie kind of alluded to it uh, just before we came on the air on Sean Show on the Sports Company, uh, saying that ideally at this point in the year we would like to preserve that red shirt. Uh, if Parker McNeil is healthy this week, he's probably going to get the start. But at the same time. Uh, if Parker does go down, we're not going to hesitate uh, to not put Landry in the game and not get him more game experience because I know a lot of Louisiana Tech fans and you know what, what's the value of a fan's opinion to a head coach? I don't know uh, that it's all that significant, but uh, there, there's a lot of positive momentum within the fan base as far as having that hope of the Louisiana Gatorade Player of the Year coming out, first career start, you complete 70% of your throws, and you have to imagine that he's only going to continue to progress, you know, the more game experience he gets. And I I would imagine, regardless if Liddy starts another game this year or not, they would hope to get him into that fourth game so that you can, you know, get him as ready for 2023 as you can. Obviously, Matthew Downing goes down with the knee injury against Rice, so he's probably out for the spring as well. You have to think that Liddy's the starting quarterback, uh, you know, in the first snap of spring practice, regardless uh, of what the coaching staff chooses to do from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, lo- looking at some of the numbers from this game, I-, I thought it was very interesting, and I don't think anybody's going to sit here and tell you uh, that Florida International is a legit contender in Conference USA, but uh, Tech had 440 yards of total offense on Friday night. That was the second most. Uh, they've had against an FBS opponent this season. Tech converts 10 of 19 on third downs Friday night. That's the best percentage on third down they've been all year. Uh, Tech completed 70% of its passes on Friday night. That's tied for the best mark they've had all year. Tech rushed for 184 yards against FIU. That's the best mark against FBS opponents, which uh, the run game's really got going in recent weeks against Rice and FIU, which is uh, obviously very encouraging to see. And you know, I, I know I mentioned just a few moments ago that the defense kind of faltered down the stretch. You give up the, the field goal late in regulation, and then you give up the two easy scores in overtime. But all in all, I, I thought it was one of the better games the defense has played all year. You only allow 378 total yards. You only allow 4.4 yards per play. That's by far uh, the best of the season uh, from a defensive standpoint. 
I thought Miles Brooks played really well at corner. I thought Willie Roberts played really well. Both those guys had a chance for game-changing interceptions. Willie Roberts uh, had one that hit him, hit him right in the hands. Uh, that would have been an easy pick six in about the middle of the fourth quarter. Brooks had a chance to seal the game in the end zone with a pick. But, hey, at the end of the day, like we've talked about all year, uh, bad football teams don't make winning plays. And that's what we saw Friday night uh, in that game against FIU. Defensive line uh, wasn't all that active, didn't get a whole lot of pressure on FIU quarterback Grayson James. Uh, that's pretty evident. He finishes 31 of 48, 321 yards through the air. Uh, I believe he had a career-high three touchdowns as well. So that continues to be, you know, even though you limit FIU to 2.2 yards a carry, 57 yards rushing, which is by far uh, the best that you've performed this season or especially in recent weeks against an opposing run game, you got to get pressure on the quarterback or you're going to leave your DBs out there and they're going to struggle uh, you know, if you give them enough passes to defend. And that, that's kind of what we saw uh, Friday night in, in that game. So uh, there's some positives to look at. There's some negatives to look at. Uh, I think the crazy thing that you look at now for Louisiana Tech over the past 20 football games, obviously Tech is 5-15 and 15 in the last 20 football games. Six of those 15 losses have came on the final play of the game. I'm not talking one-score game. I'm not talking... Uh, you know, a three-point. I'm talking the last play of the game. Uh, bottom line is this program doesn't know how to win right now. And that Sonny Cumbie, his staff, uh, that's what they get paid to do. It's obviously going to be a tall task, but uh, we're here for the long haul. We're going we're gonna to watch it. We're going to see it through uh, as far as the growing pains uh, for this program. So let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. We'll continue talking Louisiana Tech football. You can get us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. Be back right for this. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with the Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952, O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today to find out about our delivery options. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, to pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting LaTeX football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. 
From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. BC, John Tabor. Sports Talk at 97.7. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. You can get us on the O'Neill Gas hotline or text line. A little programming reminder. Beck Haynes will be in. Around 6.30, also got head coach of the Dunkin' Dogs, Talvin Hester. Join us at 6.30 as the Dunkin' Dogs get set to open their season Monday night at home against Mississippi College. So, uh, uh, first, before we get into some of the quarterback stuff, it it feels like we debate quarterback. uh, I guess you go all the way back to the start of 2021, too, with the injuries. Uh, Louisiana Tech had the position there. It feels like we've been debating that. Uh, for years now as far as who should start almost week to week. But uh, you look at the remaining schedule for Louisiana Tech. Come home this weekend, uh, get a chance, 2 p.m. kickoff, I believe, uh, against Middle Tennessee. Uh, Blue Raiders come in at 4-4 four and four overall. Rick Stock still, uh, I believe he's in year 16, uh, never say die because Rick Stock still will never leave Murfreesboro, Tennessee. <laughs> Is that fair to say, Tate? He ain't never leaving. He's got the Skip Holtz contract. He wins seven games. How, how, long's, how long has he been there now? 16 years, I think. He, he's got to be the older statesman. Of Conference USA? Yeah. Easily. 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 Hey. hey. I dig it. You know the old thing everybody likes to talk about, how many coaches have coached in the Southeastern Conference since Saban got the job at Bama? Might should look at that in Conference USA because he'd probably break that record. I mean, if you – if. You could find a more mediocre coach in college football that keeps his job. You ain't finding him beyond. Well, I, I think field. that's a program and a fan base that they ain't got a fan base. I mean, what's what's their attendance been this year? Probably about ten thousand. I bet it's been. It's been. I bet it's been more than that. Oh gosh, you're 15. too optimistic. About fifteen. You're too optimistic. It's Middle Tennessee tapes. They did go on the road and beat Miami, so give them some credit. But the Canes ain't looking too hot this year, so. Um, I'm not ready to bail on Mario, but getting close. I feel like he may he's got he's got to he's got to take that around. down to bare metal. Yep, I agree. Uh, following this week at home against Middle Tennessee Bulldogs will take off on a two game road trip. They'll travel to UTSA, which will be a doozy. Of course, the best team in conference USA are the Roadrunners. As much as that pains me to say it, Jeff Trailer's done a really good, nice job with that program. Uh, following that, they'll take a trip out to Charlotte. Uh, I believe it's the first road trip for the Bulldogs uh, to Charlotte, North Carolina, since the 49ers came into the conference. Uh, Charlotte fires Will Healy after a loss to FIU. They followed that up with a 56-23 win at Rice this way, this past weekend. You, you just can't make it make sense other than Conference USA is pretty terrible. Uh, and the Bulldogs will close out. Uh, their 2022 campaign at home against UAB. Uh, you are two and six. To be honest, for a sec, um, bowl 
Bowl game still attainable. Not mathematically eliminated. But when you start talking about being mathematically eliminated, uh, you might be mentally eliminated. Uh, I, I don't know uh, how we should describe that. It doesn't look too optimistic at this point. I'll put it that way. Um, so, you know, being 2-6, and six, the, the impact on the locker room. This is a young football team. I think there's like 48 true freshmen, redshirt freshmen. There's like 33 sophomores. It's a really young football team. There's only 10 seniors, and only six of them play significant snaps. So you hate to make an excuse, but it, it does make you wonder what, what the locker room's feeling like on this Tuesday, November 1st, um, as you get chan- get set for a home game against Middle Tennessee on Saturday. Um, I, I think the big thing, and Sonny Covey talked about it today during his press conference, he said, listen, like obviously you expect your older guys to continue to lead here down the stretch, but he said for these younger guys, he's like, we're going to figure out who wants to play football. Like, And, and, I, and Marquise Crosby, running back, was in the press conference today, he says the same thing. I, I think that's a very good point because I think last year, at the end of the year, a lot of guys laid down. A lot of guys didn't have a whole lot of interest at the end of 2021. Lack of effort has not been a problem through the first eight games of the year. That'll obviously be something that kind of comes under a microscope. Uh, now that you're two and six, you've kind of lost uh, not everything to play for, but you've lost a lot of what you wanted to play for at this time of year. So, who, what, which of the young guys continue to play hard, continue to earn their spots for next year, or which guys take advantage of additional reps, additional gain reps to to kind of earn that um, extra playing time uh, that they maybe haven't gotten through the first eight games of the year. I, I think that's a really interesting storyline and something that you obviously hate to talk about with just four games remaining, but it is what it is at this point. Uh, let's go back to quarterback. Mentioned earlier, Sonny Cumbie has come out and said if Parker McNeil's healthy, he's going to play quarterback this Saturday. Parker McNeil deserves a lot of credit uh, for the changes that he made to his game following the four-interception game at South Alabama entering the Bible. He deserves a lot of credit. There's no denying that. He's played really well uh, since then. Uh, there, there's a, there's the argument of, why don't you just play the kid? You put the kid in there against FIU, play the kid. I get it. I, I understand it. There's the argument on the other side that says, why would you play your freshman quarterback in a year that you're 2-6, and six and quite frankly, you might not win another game for being honest with yourself. I get that argument as well. And then you have Parker McNeil's health. How healthy is he? Taves, you and I were talking for the show. You don't want to put him out there with the chance to get hurt. Like, like that's, I mean, a senior, he's got four games left. He wants to play. But you don't want to put him out there that he gets hurt and, you know, he recovers from an injury, I guess, in the last two, three games of the year. That That's, that, that's a key point as well. But, I don't know. It's pretty evident Sonny Cumbie wants to redshirt his quarterback in Landry Liddy. And like I said, I don't know if you can go against that before that. I guess it's up to each person to be determined. I will say this. When you look at former Tech quarterbacks in their first career starts as true freshmen, Landry Liddy finished 28 of 40, uh, 256 yards, one touchdown. Nick Isham made his first start as a true freshman on the road at South Alabama. He was, or excuse me, at Southern Miss, 20 of 36 for 176 yards. Prior to that, you got to go all the way back to 2000 
Luke McCown goes 26 of 41, uh, 263 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, all three true freshman quarterbacks that have made starts in a Louisiana Tech uniform since 2000 have lost their first start. So, uh, you know, wasn't something that rare to see Louisiana Tech lose the game uh, if you look at it from that respect. But th- that kind of gives you some insight uh, how Liddy performed uh, in comparison to uh, other true freshman quarterbacks, Nick Isham and Luke McCown, going all the way back to 2011 and 2000. So, uh you know, like like I said, there, there's a lot of interesting things. You look at this Tech offense, and I, I kind of was baffled when I got to looking at it the other day. You talk about Liddy at quarterback as a true freshman. Marquise Crosby, uh, I believe he's third in Conference USA, averaging 71 yards a game. He's a redshirt freshman. Charvis Thornton, second leading rusher. He's a sophomore. Trey Harris is a sophomore. Cyrus Allen's a true freshman. Julian Lewis is a redshirt freshman. Nate Jones, a sophomore at tight end. Taj McGee's a junior. Smoke Harris is a junior. I mean, all these skill guys can come back. You look at some of the building blocks on the offensive line. Dakota White's a sophomore. Bert Hale's a sophomore. Carson Bruno's a redshirt freshman. Jaron Gilbert's a sophomore. I mean, you got so many freshmen and sophomores on this offense that it's like, all right, like you look ahead to 2023, you, you can talk yourself into a, a lot of optimism. No doubt about it. Brett chimes in, O'Neill Gas Hotline and Text Line, triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. The real quarterback question is if Matthew Downing gets another year of eligibility. Brett, he's actually got another eligibility, doesn't need a med- medical. So he, he had two years coming in. Uh like you said, he makes a hell of a backup. I, I think that puts Sonny Cumbie in a really good spot. Like you got Liddy coming in next year, looks like he's gonna be a redshirt freshman in twenty twenty three, got an older, experienced backup. Downing's going to be on the shelf for most of the offseason, so you have to hope that he's at least open to being the backup quarterback. That's not to say that he doesn't want to compete for the starting job. I think every quarterback in the room, Jack Turner included, uh, of course you got Vic Sutton, you got Evan Bullock, the two, the two uh, 2023 recruits that are committed right now as well. All those guys want to compete, but uh, if you can have that older guy in the, in the room like a Matthew Downing that kind of understands uh, where he stands in the room, I think that gives you some optimism as well. But uh, offensively, there's a lot of key pieces that could potentially, and the transfer portal kind of changes some things as far as guys that could enter uh, into that portal. But you you have to sense some optimism offensively. You look at the defensive side of the ball, I think that a lot of those guys are back. You look at the seniors on that side of the ball. Uh, Jaden Cole plays a lot of snaps. Uh, Beyond that, you don't have any seniors that play a whole lot of reps. There's no doubt. And so, uh, but at the same time, the defense has really, really struggled here in recent weeks prior to FIU. So you got to get some more dudes on that side of the ball uh, to hopefully perform better. And like you said, if you get Miles Brooks, if you get Willie Roberts, if you get B.J. Williamson, if you get Tyler Grubbs, some of those kind of key pieces on that side back, you have to be pretty optimistic uh, heading into 2023. So, um, I, I guess all's not lost. Obviously, we're all frustrated two and six overall. Uh, but you can kind of see, I guess, in a sense, a light at the end of the tunnel. Unnamed texter chimes in. O'Neill Gas text line. If you were limited on eligible years at this point of the season, would you want to burn a year of eligibility? I got to believe that they are on the path because of a well-understood mutual agreement not to burn Liddy's red shirt unless they have to. That's a very good point. Like, you, you have... 
you don't know what you know the goal is of the family. You don't know some of the talks that have gone on uh, within the locker room, and, and that's one of those things that um, could go into this decision as well when it comes to Parker McNeil getting back in there as the starting quarterback. So let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. Talvin Hester, head coach of the Duncan Dogs, will join us for listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Be back right after this. Hey, DQ fans, I'm so thankful for November's Blizzard of the Month, and you will be too. The Oreo Hot Cocoa Blizzard Treat is back. Yes, you heard that right. Oreo cookies, cocoa fudge, whip topping, and world-famous DQ sauce serve all blended together in a tantalizing treat perfection. Go quick. Something this delicious won't be available forever. Only at participating DQ locations where happy tastes good. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our BMW Motors Facebook page. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. BMW Motors in Arcadia. Saturday, November 12th, the Delta Fighting Championship returns to the Monroe Civic Center for DFC4. It is an absolutely loaded card featuring 13 fights, including the welterweight championship up for grabs and in the main event, hometown boy Dylan Fraley takes on his toughest competition to date in Josh Marsh. That's DFC number four, Saturday, November 12th inside the Monroe Civic Center. For more information, check out Delta Fighting Championship on Facebook. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, John ha- John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's go to the O'Neill Gas Hotline, joined by the head coach of the Dunkin' Dogs, Talvin Hester. Coach, how we doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing wonderful, and you guys? We are doing well. I got to ask you, obviously, season opener uh, Monday night at home against Mississippi College. You were hired uh, back in late March. How excited are you uh, to really get this thing underway? I'm really excited, but I think the players are more excited because they get to see somebody else and stop seeing me in practice. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, no doubt about it. And listen, last time we had you on, you you talked about uh, the the era of the transfer portal, and sometimes coaches maybe – uh, being afraid or not wanting to coach their guys as hard. Uh, and I know you wanted to come in and really make your mark on the defensive end of the floor. How, how would you evaluate you guys' process or progress uh, throughout the summer and now that you've had those two close scrimmages uh, to where you are right now? I think it's been good. I think we come along. I think part of that was the trip we took to uh, Puerto Rico also, giving us time to have some practices in the summer. 
Uh, so I think we're, we're, we're on schedule, uh, to where we're supposed to be. We are going really hard and, and I'm trying to coach them really hard. And my goal is to, you know, make practice tougher than the game. So when the games come, we can look forward to it. And, and, you know, you talk about making practice tougher than the games. Uh, some of these guys that, that are new to your roster, some of these guys that might have played limited minutes a season ago, uh, getting that game experience for them, how can you help in practice so that it translates over into games, or is that something that it just really comes with more minutes on the floor? It's going to come with more minutes on the floor, but we always talk about iron sharpening iron and being competitive in practice and just um, everybody going as hard as they can every day. It'll make us better. Uh, but but like you say, we, they have to log minutes and the, and the tour to Puerto Rico and the closed scrimmages is just part of that. Um, and then these upcoming games that we have, they'll be they'll be part of that also. And um, like I say, we want to play as hard as we can. And when we come out of the game, put somebody else in that does their job also. Do you rely on older guys, Kobe Williams, Keiston Willis, Isaiah Crawford, guys that have been in the program for a while? Do you maybe rely on them from a leadership standpoint more more earlier in the season than you might have to later on once you hit conference play? You know what, you do, um, but it's probably not per se like if you were a returning coach because as a returning coach, they can teach the next guys the drills, the younger guys the drills, and, and kind of how practice flows. But remember, as a new coach, I'm teaching, I'm teaching them all the things. So from a basketball and competitive and a, a going hard standpoint, yeah, I look to the leaders and the older guys to, to let the younger guys know kind of how it works at this level. But as far as this team with a new coach, they're all learning a lot. Um, so the leadership is coming from our staff a lot to get them through um, what we're doing and how we're going to do it and, and how it's supposed to look. A, a guy like Kobe Williams been in the program for four years now. I know you were instrumental in his recruiting process uh, to get him to Louisiana Tech. He's so good on the defensive end of the floor. He, he gets the recognition, the all-CUSA defensive team. This year he's a first-team uh, selection in the preseason Knowing that you want to base things on that end of the floor, is that something that you kind of relay to him, that you kind of need him to lead those guys even more on that end just to kind of help you get your message across? A, a thousand percent. I mean, you know, you get a job and you say you want to coach defense and your and your, your returner is Kobe Williams, you're really excited about that. Um, and then the offensive part of him for him will come through his defense because we're looking for him to lead us at the point of attack. So, Really excited to have him here. The best thing about Kobe is he practices just like he plays. Uh, he's not a different guy on game night than he is Monday through Friday or Sunday through Sunday when you're just practicing. He is the same guy. He is unbelievable to have. Practice habits. How, how hard is that for you when you go out on the road recruiting, your assistants go out on the road recruiting? How, how difficult is that aspect of a player's game uh, to evaluate before you get them to campus? You know what? It's probably the most difficult thing we do um, because I would assume, and, and, and I know this from doing it for 20 years, every high school coach wants their kids to be recruited. Um, so they're going to tell you what you hear, but you have to actually go out and evaluate and watch and make tough decisions on your own on how kids compete. But what I've learned over the years, what has helped me um, in recruiting guys like Junior and Kobe and Isaiah, um, is that when they come from good programs, usually they've been taught right. Um so I'd rather take kids from winning programs that are really good um, and rest that, that when those questions that you've asked on how, what kind of kid is he have already been answered by the, the stuff that they've been put through by good programs and good coaches. Um, 
Uh, that's kind of what we do here. I know you get this question a lot. Obviously, Isaiah Crawford uh, been a really good year, good player in this program. He's dealt with a couple of knee injuries. I know you've mentioned uh, that he's back to 100%. He didn't play on the foreign tour. Uh, is he still a guy that you might monitor his minutes early in the year just so that you know he gets his legs fully underneath him so that he's really ready to ramp it up in conference play and give you 30-plus minutes a night? Yeah, I think we'll take it on a game-by-game -game basis with him. Um, I, I'm never going to use him too much when we don't have to um, early in the year because, like you say, we do want to get him through the year and, and have that confidence in him. But I'm telling you right now, he, he is practicing 100% full go. Um, we took our time with him this summer. We didn't rush him back. Uh, we were probably really cautious on him. He probably realistically probably could have played in August, but it was no need for him to play in those games. Um uh, when we started practice, he started officially, and we didn't go live with him. So we, we've kind of taken that time early in the year. Um, I'll monitor and listen to him as he just, I listen to his body and things like that. But he, he's been really good. So we're going to see how it goes. We, we look at this era of college basketball and being able to play positionless, especially on the de really offensive or defensive end of the floor. Uh, LaDamian Bradford from right down the road in Jonesboro, uh, probably not the most gifted player offensively, but he can do a lot of different things when it comes to helping you guys run the offense, defend uh, at a high level, can rebound at a high level. How valuable are guys like him in your program? They're really good because they let you be versatile. Um, they let you move bodies around and play multiple positions, play multiple pushers uh, that may have different size at the same time. Um, he's going to be valuable, like I say. It's another guy that's been in college for a couple years, and I don't think he's scared of competition or competing. I think he embraces it and wants it. Um, and like I say, for a guy with his size that has a skill package that he has, it's pretty good. Uh, so we're going to lean on him a lot to be, like I say, be one of those guys that um, help us push the ball, help us make decisions, make plays for other people. I think he's an elite passer. Um, I'm challenging him to do some things as far as uh, making other players better, and I think he's doing a good job. Drayvon Mangum's a kid you brought in from Radford. He's played a lot of basketball in his career, uh, has some versatility, 6'8", can stretch the floor. Uh, wh what are you excited about, and what kind of drew you to him uh, in the recruiting process when he was looking to find a new home? His feet. <laughs> uh, we want to be really good at the point of attack defensively, and some of the things that we do, having big guys that can move is really important. Um, his ability to shoot the ball is a bonus for us. Um, he does rebound for a guy that doesn't look like he's a, a physical specimen, kind of a little thin, but uh, he's stronger than you think. Uh, he attacks the glass with his length, uh, and then he can stretch the defense. But more importantly, the thing for us that's really good is he can really move his feet and stay in front of guys. I don't care if it's a point guard or or a wing guy, he can use his size and his length to guard on the perimeter. You look at some of the role players from a year ago, we're all familiar with the guys, the Kobe Williams, Keiston Willis, Isaiah Crawford. But you look at some of the other guys, Caleb Stewart, a young guy, David Green, uh, doesn't have a ton of experience at the Division One level. How, how important is it for those guys to take steps forward and, and really provide you with 15, 20 minutes a night uh, of really efficient basketball? And how have you challenged them uh, throughout practices leading up to the season? You know what? I think it's going to be everything for those guys to step up. At the end of the day, we lost some really good players. Um, and when you lose really good players, somebody has to step up. Some, the question I get asked a lot is, how are you going to replace Junior when you can't? And you can't replace him with one body. 
um, NBA players in mid-major leaving, they're very hard to replace. You have to replace them by committee. Uh, you have to replace them as a group and as a team. And so we need those guys as a collective to step up um, and do things like rebound and do things like defend. You know, everybody won't score. Everybody won't do this or do that. But as a group, I think we can handle what we need uh, to fill the void that Junior left and that Amari left and Xavier Christian left and those guys. So. You're two freshmen. Jordan Crawford, obviously, right down the road in Simsboro Pier, Genesti. Uh, a freshman 6'11 kid you guys got out of California. What have you seen uh, throughout their first few months with the program and how they've progressed? And do you see those guys uh, maybe playing a role for you this year? You know, I do see them playing a role. Um, They're coming along. Like I say, as you can tell, we talked about earlier in the conversation about um, uh, minutes and and guys fighting for minutes. They're learning right now. They're youth. Um, There's things they just don't know, and that's fine. Um, but my message to them is keep playing really hard, and if you keep playing hard, we can live with some mistakes. And so as long as they keep playing hard, I'll give them opportunity, and as they grow, they'll get more rope, um, and they'll do it. But I do think that uh, those two two guys are very talented. I think they're winners. Uh, I think they have a lot of ability in them, and I think that they're, um, uh, they can help us in different ways, Pierre, and being a rim protector and a rebounder and and Jordan's IQ is really, really high, and I think he can break down defense and get in the paint and make people better. So I'm looking forward to those two and watching them grow over the years. From a rotation standpoint, early in the season, do you go into the, the game Monday night with a, a set rotation, or is that something, uh, being a first-year head coach with some guys uh, that are kind of trying to feel their way through uh, at the collegiate level, is that something you might tinker with uh, throughout the first five, six, seven games of the year? We're going to go with the guys that play the hardest. That is the same rotation. So I tell them all the time, the guys that are going to play the hardest and put it on the line for their team defensively and play for their brothers are the guys that we're going to play. That's what you'll see on the floor. You look ahead to Monday night. Do you think you'll be feeling any pregame jitters before your first game as the Bulldogs head coach? You know what? I've had some former head coaches on my staff tell me I will. I haven't been able to feel them yet, not because I'm invincible or Superman. It's because I just stay locked into today, um, and I'll be locked into tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm sure the night that the game night comes on Monday with the uh, family coming in and, and the surrounding first game, I'm sure I'll feel something, but I just haven't felt it yet. Good stuff, Coach. Looking forward. Uh, to the season opener Monday night. It's crazy to think basketball season's here. Uh, appreciate you taking some time to join us tonight. I really thank you guys for spending the time to invest in our program. Thank you so much. Thanks, Coach. Talvin Hester, head coach of the Dunkin' Dogs, joining us on the O'Neill Gas hotline or text line. Of course, you can get us 888-993-7762. Like I mentioned, Lady Texas open their season Monday night at home against Central Baptist. Dunkin' Dogs will follow that contest against Mississippi College. Lady Texters were picked second in the Conference USA preseason poll while the men were picked to finish sixth. Let's go ahead, take your next time out. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7.
snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. And while the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You are a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you are looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dream, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. B.C. John Tabor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Um, it's Beck Haynes' world, we're just living in it, Tapes. Point blank, his world, we live in it. Uh might get the old pink slip, if I'm being honest. Hope he's not listening to hear that. He wouldn't be too happy. So so you're taking resumes, BC? Taking resumes. O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. Looks worse when you take a bye week when the old football squad's 2-6. and six. I ain't going to sit here and lie to you. I ain't going to sit here and lie to you. Uh, I want to thank Talvin Hester, head coach of the Duncan Dogs, for joining us Uh Looking at the early season schedule for the Duncan Dogs, they'll play Monday night against Mississippi College. Uh, the following Monday, they'll travel to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. Uh, then they'll travel to ULL on Thursday, November 17th uh, for returning home on Monday, November the 21st against ULM. Uh, then they'll travel to Huntsville, Alabama to take on Alabama A&M. I believe that's uh, the Samford multi-team event they'll play San, they'll play alabama a&m on wednesday the 23rd samford on friday the 25th and then they'll play tennessee southern on november the 26th then december the 2nd they'll return home to play southern they'll travel to wyoming on december the 10th 
then they will face off with Stephen F. Austin on December the 14th. That's kind of a fun matchup. I, I wish that Tech basketball could get more matchups like Stephen F. Austin year in and year out, just knowing that they're a, a solid basketball program year in and year out. Conference play starts on December 17th uh, at UTEP, and then final non-conference game will be December 21st. That's a Wednesday. Uh, that game will be at noon inside the Thomas Assembly Center uh, against Jarvis Christian. So, uh, Beck Haynes says he's just a few minutes away. So, uh, in route. Guess you could say we have hope. Taves actually looked it up during the break. Uh, Rick Stockstill's in year 17 at Middle Tennessee. Okay. He's been to nine bowl games. Take a gander at his overall record all time. I'll so through 16 plus. Yeah, and he's coaching 207 ball games in Murfreesboro. I'm going to guess 103, 103, and 1. <laughs> 105 and 102. I wasn't very far, far off. off. Hey, listen. Middle Tennessee is the definition of mediocrity on the football field. You said nine bowl games? Nine bowl games, 17. They know who they are. They know exactly who I they are. I think they're content being, hey, we're a, we're a six, seven, eight win program. Yep. We may have a year where we go four and eight, but we might have a year where we win nine or ten. He's won ten games once. Okay. He's won eight games four times. So there's a lot of seven and five and six and six in there. Yeah. Few five and sevens. One, two, and ten. But hey, know who they are. The, the, the ten win seasons both ways. They, that's a wash. So yeah. And I think if they're happy being that, then. And they'll come in here looking like Blue Raiders on Saturday afternoon. Unnamed Texter said, time change, get back. He, hey, probably would have blamed it on. I know anything about the guy. He's got a reason. If I know anything about him. But you know why he's not going to – you know why he didn't ditch the show altogether? Because Matt Nelson's coming up at 7 o'clock, and I guarantee you he's got something he wants to ask Matt Nelson. He's got about nine minutes. I know. Better hope that old school board ain't too far away. Looking at Middle Tennessee, 4-4 four and four overall. Uh, you look at their schedule, It's and by the way, i got to ask you this, Tapes. All right, so – Yesterday morning, getting ready to go to work, I get a message on Twitter. Can't tell you the guy's name off the top of my head. Inbox. Yep. Okay. They'll DM. Ask me if I'll answer some questions leading up to the game for a little fan preview, little Q&A for the fans. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I go look up the guy. He works for the Middle Tennessee Athletic Department. And I got to thinking, I'm like, that's pretty cool that their athletic department reached out. And they're going to put something on Middle Tennessee's athletic site from, you know, what are we? Pretty dead gum good media coverage. I ain't going to sit here and lie to you. But you know what I'm saying? Like, very rarely do we get reached out to by athletic departments. But I, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, they're going to answer some questions for us at BleedTechBlue.com. Be looking for that uh, on Thursday morning. Uh, but... Um, looking at Middle Tennessee's season to this point, it's been really up and down, real streaky. Opened the year 44-7 loss at James Madison. James Madison said, forget the FCS, we're in the FBS. They respond with three straight wins. Colorado State, Sonny Covey mentioned today, they're, 
defensive line had nine sacks in that game. Look out back there, Parker McNeil. Uh, they defeat Tennessee State. Then they go on the road and just house Miami. Follow that up with three straight conference losses against arguably the three best teams in the conference. Uh, North Texas probably in that in that in that realm, but they lose to UTSA, UAB, and Western Kentucky. And then this past weekend they go on the road to UTEP. They win twenty four thirteen. So real up and down. Taves, I hate to say this on the air, but Beck said uh, please make sure the doors are open. Just wanted to let you know. Um, you look at their quarterback, Chase Cunningham, uh, five foot eleven, one hundred and eighty pounds, small guy, completing sixty-seven percent of his throws, thirteen touchdowns, five interceptions. He can run around a little bit. He's taken a lot of nineteen sacks on the year. Uh, would have over two hundred yards rushing without the sacks. But get this, been in college since twenty seventeen. Been in college. Since 2017 has the Middle Tennessee signal caller. Uh, other offensive name to watch, Jalen Lane, really good receiver. 43 catches, 653 yards. Defensively mentioned how good the defensive line's been. They got a bunch of dudes with a bunch of sacks, really two D tackles that have combined for nine sacks, a couple ends that have combined for seven sacks. Oh, how are you? Oh, BC. Oh, you didn't see the pink slip on the door out front. No, what did it say? Uh, said just don't bother coming. Go get back in the truck. <laughs> oh, you BC. look nice tonight. Thank you. I have to look presentable at these things, BC. Proud to have you in. Thanks. Uh, we got your boy Matt Nelson coming up. Oh, I got a question for him. Oh, I got to ask him about uh, just a real cliffhanger. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. Okay, but, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. He ain't ready. I'll tell you that. Uh, you'll probably embarrass him on the air, I guess. We tried to have him on over in the year. He was busy pacing around his front yard on the phone. We actually, you know, we started off the year pretty rough with special teams. Got better. Well, I, I don't even want to say got better. We just it, they, got to average. They weren't. Uh, we're, we were the able game. to 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 ignore them, which is yes. fine. Yep. Because it wasn't anything terrible. wasn't anything amazing. I'm out of breath. <laughs> How would you describe this past week? I I don't understand. Unignorable. I, well, I don't understand the, the 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 block. We're like leading the country, tied for in four the nation. Four block kicks. Four block kicks. How do you not go in there and be like, man, we are. We probably need a full, like. So is that I a, mean, after one or two, you're like, oh, we got to tighten up. But after four, there's there's no more tightening up. It's a it's a total and, and rebuild. I, and I see people sitting here saying, oh, baby Barnes is kicking it low. Like, get that out. Like, has he been kicking it low? Just started this year. Like, come on, we ain't had a no, kick block all I, year. I do think all career. I do think that may be why we see Buck on the longer ones because Fair. in order to kick it further, you got to kick it a little harder. You change the trajectory a little bit. But on these, on the a lot of these were, that were getting blocked, it's that's not the problem. I don't feel like. No. As you watch the film, there's just a guy standing there. Oh, just I like, know. Well, I, I got back here pretty easily. I'm just going to go ahead and block go ahead and this. Block puppy. this. And we saw it this week. It really affected. I mean, be going to double overtime, and we we left four points on, on the, the field. Oh, I know. You ain't got to sit here and tell me so. Like, all right, Johnny Comey's pretty much come out and say it. Parker McNeil, quarterback, Landry Liddy, probably the backup. Initial thoughts. Uh. I have serious questions. Like, I don't know anything, but I have serious questions about how healthy Parker actually is. Even watching him warm up last week, it just didn't look like he could throw the ball. That's the thing so, I'm worried about. Can so you let me tell hit? you the let me tell you the process of healing. You get to a place when you can do something. And you're like, cool, I can do it. But then there's an additional phase of can I take a hit? Can I sustain the normal activities of a football game? That's what I worry about. So that's what I worry about too. Now, 
in Cumbie's defense, he may be like, hey, if he can throw. Now, I think the last game and a half that we saw Parker, two it's and a really half good. games, That's really good. Yeah. And, and you can't deny that. Uh, I, I hope Cumbie's not. I don't know anything. I just hope he's not jogging Parker back out there before he's ready. We've we've seen we can we can win with Landry Liddy. Yep. I think we saw that last week. Pretty good for an 18-year-old. But at the same time, like Parker did well the last two and a half games. We can win with him too. So, Any chance at a bowl game at this point? No. No shot. No, I appreciate I, the I mean, honesty. I don't know what happens this weekend. I don't think UAB is who, we th- who everybody thought they would be. UTSA is. UTSA is uh, a, a dude. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – they got some dudes. Charlotte. Charlotte is not who I think we thought they were. I think Charlotte and FIU have taken huge steps forward. Uh, they, they, How about uh, Charlotte? House Charlotte owes me some money. You ain't lying. They were like minus 700 to win, and I I attached them in a little parlay just to get a little back-to-even juice, and they just – I won the part that I was worried about. They uh, they housed Rice. Hey, we lost. It was like fifty six to twenty three. Got to go. On. Here's the tricky thing about the Charlotte game: you go on the road at Charlotte. It's going to be Senior Day, a little extra juice. Oh, they got some extra juice. You think? Well, you know what I'm saying though. Like seniors going to play up. Have you gone on a rant yet about no, about I, players playing and all that? Are we going to say I that later? Okay. I I I don't have the emotional energy tonight. You know, I saw in the press conference somebody asked, you know, do you feel like you've lost the locker room? I don't think he has. No, I don't think he has, but also... I, I said, I, I did mention that. I said, I do think it's a concern. Well, I, we I, saw it last I year. I thought it was more of a concern, and then, I don't remember which player it was, he got up there and he, he kind of talked about, like, hey, if you love football, like, you play to win. Yeah. I and know. that fired me up a little bit. No, I, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's what, because I was, I, I, you know, part of me, I kind of felt like being like, man, I bet it's hard to keep the guy, like, how do you go in there and work? And it's like, no, 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 no. For the love of the game, oh, if you, you love football, off. you just set me. Go off. ahead, I'll just let you know. This is it, your thing. No, that's a great point. Like you get forty-eight chances to play college football in your career, and that's what. Let me pause you right there. I've been that thinking, ain't much. I've been thinking about these guys that I never had turf toe. Maybe it's a big deal. It sure seems like it keeps a lot of guys out for a long time. If you're someone like Parker, this is your last two raw. Yeah, and like every game you miss. Is like one less, less game. opportunity. Oh, it, it, it stings. But anyways, you're right. Forty eight chances right. if you're lucky. And you practice about forty eight thousand times for those forty eight chances. I can tell you one thing: if I played middle linebacker, I'd be undersized, but I'd lay it on the line. I'd be a Grubs. By the way, saw Tyler Grubs out of practice today. He's looking good. Uh, in street clothes, he was looking. Yeah, good? He yeah, yeah. Practice. I got you. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, so I, I think. I don't know. Do you think there's? There, I think there's probably a, a smaller percentage of. I mean that that's changed. I think it used to be a lot more pride, and now it's well. Could I go somewhere else and do? Is the grass greener? Yeah. Is the grass greener? It's kind of the era we're in. But is listen, the turf cushier? I think that's a challenge for a head coach. Are but the jerseys sweeter? I think we'll learn a lot about Sonny Cumbie, how they finish this year. And I'm not even talking like yeah, like if you finish two and ten, like we're gonna be down from a win loss perspective. And I hate to use the word compete, but how hard do you play? You got- like, do you lay down? Do you go through the motions? Because that's what we saw at the end of last year. Oh, could you imagine being in a school like Alabama or some of these other big schools? When that's, I think that's how they get guys. To, I mean, they're always winning, but it'd be so nice to be able to. If a guy's not giving effort, be like, I got three dudes behind you that are all five stars. No big deal. Yeah, I don't think Tech has that luxury. It's like I can say that. If yeah. you're not playing hard, but the guy behind you, man, he may not be – that, that may be a liability issue. Yeah, that's a good point. Delicate, delicate balance for a coach. It's a lot of personalities and a lot of attitudes you got to keep up. I couldn't do it.
Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. We're talking with Nelly. Matt Nelson, former Tech kicker, will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. At Bienville Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our Bienville Motors Facebook page. At Bienville Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. Bienville Motors in Arcadia. Hey, DQ fans, I'm so thankful for November's Blizzard of the Month, and you will be too. The Oreo Hot Cocoa Blizzard Treat is back. Yes, you heard that right. Oreo cookies, cocoa fudge, whip topping, and world-famous DQ sauce serve all blended together in a tantalizing treat perfection. Go quick. Something this delicious won't be available forever. Only at participating DQ locations where happy tastes good. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting LaTeX football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor. Let's go to the O'Neill Gas Hotline. Joined by our boy, Matt Nelson, former tech kicker. Nelly, how we doing tonight? I am good, fellas. How are y'all tonight? We are well. I got I to gotta be honest with you. I'm Okay, I was looking up your stats before we came on. And That's I go to. Good. Have you okay? You got to go to Sports Reference though. They have you as a six four, two hundred and thirty pound kicker. Hell yes, Nelly. Hey, I just put in the stats where I can. Six four. Yes. Okay. Hey. I'll take it. You'll take you, it. you and me are standing at a tall six eight. If that's true. <laughs> Nelly, I got to ask you this: Are you in your living room swinging a golf club? No, I'm not, but I am pacing. Yeah. Oh, I know that. For oh, sure. just for a little context, Ben and Nelly were roommates in college. Quite the athletic house, if you will. But there was every time I was over there, there was not a time that Nelly was not on the phone in the front yard with the golf club, pacing back and forth. So I'm glad to glad to hear you haven't changed too much, Nelly. Uh but hey, welcome on. We're glad to have you. Uh before we get into this, just just came across my desk. 
And, man, I got to ask you, uh, did you at one time lose the Fantasy Football League and then not do the punishment and then quit? If this is true, this is big. This is big news. Do you miss that is, uh, that, that is accurate. Do you miss our league, Nelly? <laughs> I, I do. I do. Good. So it's, uh, I, I can tell you that, that fantasy football has not been a, my, uh, it's my not a priority anymore. Are you still? No, it's a priority. Okay, it's okay. just like my golf game. It's also, it's not in shambles, but I mean, I still try. I got to ask you this too. You and your buddies back from, from back home in Cibolo go to an NFL game every year. Where did y'all go this year? Yeah, so we went to week one, Vikings-Packers. Oh. And then I was also, uh, for, for my son's sixth birthday, I took him to his first NFL game two weeks later, and we went and saw Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Nelly, you were living the dr- So how many stadiums you been to now? Oh, gosh. Uh, probably, well, we've been doing that for eight years, but I've been to other stadiums as well. I don't know, call it 12, 15. Somewhere in there. About halfway That's home. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we brought you on to talk special teams. Um, do you? I mean, do you keep up, Nelly? Are you? Are you still interested? You in – You know, he loves I mean, the dogs. He tailgates more than you ever did in your. Whole no, no, no. Life. I'm, I'm. Well, that was a two-part question. Number one, like, do you still have like a keen interest in just kickers in the NFL, or you just kind of focus on tech and uh, and your kids? Uh, all of the above. All of the above. So still still very interested in tech. Uh, still have a tailgate spot. Still uh, try to get to as many games as I possibly can. Yeah. Uh, but obviously... Uh, got more love, respect love for you than I got for Beck. Unbelievable. The no, Beck never... No, Beck, Nelly is a hardcore tailgate. I'm, I'm thankful for that. He has hosted us many times. <laughs> we'll see you Saturday, rain or shine. Well, it might be raining. I ain't going to sit there and lie. That forecast don't look great, Nelly, but I'm coming by. Um, All right. So, let's talk. We've just been talking. Tex had four field goals blocked this year. Was it one one PAT, I believe, three field goals, which field goals get blocked. We understand. What's what's the message from a, I guess, special teams coach? They kind of divvy it all out amongst the assistants. What's the message to the, the blockers when it comes to field goal blocking? Yeah, I think the the big thing is a seeing where the common denominator is, right? Where where's the pressure coming from? Where's the uh, I guess the leakage coming from? And is it on blocking or is it on timing with the snapper and holder? Is the kicker leaving late? There's a lot of different factors that go into play there. Um, is it a low kick? I mean, all those things come into play uh, in, in that regard. So and just where that pressure comes from can kind of determine that. So what have what have you what have you seen this year? What do you feel like Tech's problem is this year? That we're getting blocked. Well, uh, I mean, quite frankly, I'm not a fan of the two kicker system. Oh, uh, same here, Nelly. Like, same here. I mean, it, I mean, it'd be like the equivalent in baseball if you if they if the rules allowed it for you say, hey, look, I got a fastball specialist and I got a curveball specialist, yeah. and we're going to throw this. Yes. We're going to put a different pitcher in. So um, just the psychology and, and of that, we've seen several times that they, they jog baby Barnes out there. And he gets pulled back. And he gets pulled back, which has got to be just the worst. Am I am I wrong? No, I mean, you're exactly right. And it's just like, look, if, either I'm the guy or I'm not. Like, if you're going to put the, the, the faith in that, then, then let him do it. And, I mean, it's not like uh, Jacob doesn't have a good leg. 
does. he's got plenty of leg strength, and it's just uh, I, I just like give the give the keys to the guy and let him let him do it and get in a groove and kind of handle that. Versus, oh, you're in, you're not. And what does that also do to a guy like Buck Buchanan, right? Freshman who is uh, trying to figure boot. this out of wait, am I going in? How do I prepare for this? And so both of them have to be ready mentally and it's like look there's one kicking net who's gonna who's who's warming up who's not who what what's going on here and uh it, it seems like it's a delayed response in that call which um not not a big fan of that okay i, I want to ask you a question off of that you talk about the difference between barnes and buchanan for buchanan like knowing that most of his field goals let's say 45 plus they're all going to be longer kicks Does, like when you kick, is it mentally different when you're kicking a longer kick? Like knowing, I mean, obviously you have to know, I guess, a little bit that you have a lesser percentage chance to make it, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously as you back it up, the the odds go down. Um, but if they send me out on the field, my expectation is I I should and I will make that kick mm-hmm. leading into it. Um, but I was in a situation where um, I had a phenomenal backup who could have been a starter at a lot of different schools but I always I was the guy I had John Hinton oh I I forgot about John he Rustin high great uh Mm -hmm. and uh he he was phenomenal and could have started at a lot of different schools but even with that competition I knew that no matter the situation I was going to be the one out there uh unless I was hurt um and so with that there's you can prepare a lot better versus, wait, who's getting this rep, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be worried about that. You just want to be focused on making the kick. Yeah. And, uh, hey, we're in no man's land here. It's going to be a 47-yarder. <laughs> is that me? Is that is that Buck? Is that What does that look like? And uh, I'm sure there's probably some more clarity there than we realize from the coaching staff. But still, I, I just mentally, I, I'm just not a, a huge fan of that. But then again, that's why they do what they do. So you're saying you felt like you knew you were the guy unless you were you were just laying face down on Boise's blue field drooling out of your mouth is what you're saying? Exactly. That's what I was going to get. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh, a 25-yard field goal or a 50-yard field goal, what, like, like you, we know the percentages are smaller, but what's, like, your – is your are you consciously, like, more power on the 50 or are you, like, even on your 25-yarder, I'm booting at the same strength as I'm booting my 50-yarder? No, I'm I'm booting at the same strength regardless, and so there was there was a couple times when that video board was brand new. I got in trouble for extra points getting it off the screen. <laughs> well, that, that uh, video board's still yeah, in trouble. Yeah, and we, you might have <laughs> knocked that, out a that few video balls. Board's that... still there, and a lot of kickers have hit that screen. But yeah, we can uh, tell. No, I, well, it, yeah, we've actually heard that for, about practices. Is sometime I don't remember camp or whatever, but they were saying that you know they're working on extra points or really short field goals, and Buck was, like, kicking them to tech drive, and everybody's like, Buck, chill. Like, <laughs> Did you? 20 no, yards. No, my, <laughs> no the, I mean, my, my mindset is if it's a 60-yard field goal or an extra point, it should be the same swing. Interesting. Did you did you work with Buck any before he came to Louisiana Tech? No, I did not. Uh, I did not, and I know, uh, I know he's from Longview, which there's another uh, – Tech kicking legend and yeah, Josh Scobie yeah. from Longview, so something must be in the water over there. Your big golf gifted. Uh, let yeah. me ask you this: punting. Are you a fan of the Aussie style punters that like to roll out and boot it? Or are you more traditional kind of guy? Uh, I'm I'm more traditional, but in the college game and the rules that exist, 
I understand the Aussie rules because mm-hmm. everybody can immediately release versus the NFL. They can't release until the ball is punted. Yeah. So they have to stay in coverage. And so if the punter can hold the ball longer, roll out, and then kick, the coverage is much further down the field, and there's an advantage there. But it, it's a little gimmicky in my opinion. All right, so we've had some issues with punting. Uh, shocker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, we keep hearing, what we keep hearing is they don't do that in practice. You know, they, they punt well in practice. What like what is the big difference? I mean, to me, like I know you got pressure, but I know you practice pressure. But, like I just don't understand how like, especially for tech, it seems like more often than not we're shanking the thing. Like how can we just not get a guy in there to get eighty five to ninety five percent of the ball when he kicks it? Yeah, I mean, a punting is conceptually really easy to do. But it's the hardest thing in the world. You got to have four things go in a straight line if you're doing a traditional punt, yep. uh, and and that becomes challenging at times, especially when uh, you get in getting guys' heads. And and I'm not saying that the guys we have yeah. uh, can't handle that. But I mean, there's also a reason you look at a school, and I'm going to refer this back to kicking, but it's it's still relevant because you look at a school like Alabama who. Uh, can get whatever specialist they want in the world, but yet they have the worst field goal percentage in Division One football. And so there's something of the mental side that can't be quantified until you put these guys in that situation. And unfortunately, there's not high school stadiums that are putting 30,000 people in the stands, or in Alabama's cases, 100,000 people in the stands, to see how they perform under that. Right? Mm-hmm. And so you just don't know until they get there on how people are going to handle those those situations. But... I go back to the Hoosier side of that where it's, look, get the measuring tape out. The football field's the same size, same width. Nothing changes, right? Everything else is noise around. You cancel it out and let's go. Did you ever work with a sports psychologist to help with mental stuff? And how many how many kickers do you think are doing that nowadays? Yeah, uh, not enough. Uh, I did. I was fortunate enough to have uh, a kicking coach and a former tech kicker and Chris Bonio mm-hmm. out of high school. And every summer he did this big camp where he had a sports psychologist there um, and, and kind of talked through different scenarios, how to visualize, what to do. Um, and there's just not very many people doing those things, and I think there's a lot that could be done. Um, one of the things he taught me was, look, get, if you've never been to that stadium before, go on Google Maps or go find images, and then you can visualize yourself mm-hmm. of, okay, I know what the video board looks like. I know how to – visualize this to where when you get there it's like you've already been there i like it um, i like it. and you're saying that's and, uh, that's that's like a that's obviously well worth your time and effort oh no doubt no doubt if you can put yourself in your mind already there when you get there there's no surprises tell us uh, yeah. uh let's go back to 2012 real quick what what made that 2012 team so special uh, that team was, was incredible from a lot of different aspects. Uh, I mean, you just look at the names on that team. Shout out to Colby um, Cam. Yeah, we've got, we've got Colby Cameron. You've got a Ray Holly. You've got Quentin Patton. You've got Miles White. Uh, you've got an incredible offensive line mm. that year, right? You've got Jordan Mills. Yep. Uh, and then defense, which was terrible that year, but you still look at the names that we had on that defense. I mean, you had a Justin Ellis, you had an IK and a Polly. Um, I mean, it, just guys that will go down as some of the tech greats. Um, Ryan Allen, obviously. Uh, I don't know how many 
if he's got too many fingers or too many Super Bowl rings for one hand now. He I'm does. Sure. What's Allen up to <laughs> these days? He's just living it up in Oregon. Figured. <laughs> yeah, just just living it up and uh, experiencing dad life now and mm. uh, doing well. And so it's awesome to see those guys. But it's that team was special from not just who was on the team, but just the camaraderie amongst those guys, right? And and that offense was clicking. Um, it took a couple years, which is not that far removed from what happened is happening right now. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at Sonny Dyke's first year, and everybody was upset and disappointed and what's going on. And then when he was able to get some of these JUCO transfers in and get some of the guys in recruited for the system he wanted to implement, 2011, we go win the WAC. 2012, we're ranked in the top 25. Um, and, and so I don't view that that far removed from where we are today. We've seen a lot of bright spots um, out of out of this Sonny Cumbie team, but he's doing it with pieces that weren't necessarily recruited for this style of play. And he, these kids are having to adapt, and now there's been, again, some bright spots, but let's see what happens when he can actually get year two under his belt. What, let's see what can happen then, and uh, let's just hope we can keep him longer than three years. That's right, Nelly. One more question, we'll let you get out of here. Uh superstitions do you have any did you have some weird routines are kickers or baseball players more superstitious oh baseball players for sure are more superstitious <laughs> ben could no have probably doubt. used a few more of those yeah, should have paid right. attention yeah no baseball players for sure are more superstitious but no i mean the only thing i could not do regardless of the weather regardless of whatever is it bugged me to no end if my pants went below my knees because when i kick. <laughs> it would crease up in the back of my leg. And so I always had to have it up. So I remember at Nevada in 2011, uh, it's like 15 degrees outside, and I'm not wearing – I'm in shorts. I mean, the pants, I've got them rolled up above my knees, and I'm standing so close to the heater, I, I, I look down, and my leg hairs are burning, uh, and it smells terrible. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's – but, uh, no, that was the only real super – I don't even know if that was superstition. I just didn't like the way just it comfort. felt. Yeah, you can't have the old numb yeah. leg when you go up there and kick, you know? <laughs> the old numb leg. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nelly, t- uh, you got any kicking camps coming up? Tell us about Matt Nelson kicking camps. Yeah, so, no, we do a uh, couple Sundays uh, a month out at Ruston High School. Uh, work with kids from all over, from Baton Rouge to Conway, Arkansas, from Longview to – Jackson, Mississippi. I mean, just kind of all over. I've got uh, kids that show up on Sundays, and we, we just try to get better. And uh, it's been cool to see those guys build some camaraderie with each other, look up each other's stats. I get pictures after games of both kickers together because they know each other from these sessions, and uh, it's been it's been pretty special. So got one more left this year uh, in the middle of uh, November, um, and uh, we'll be back at it come 2023 you're the man nelly we'll see you saturday i appreciate you guys see you saturday come by and have some food we will matt nelson former louisiana tech kicker joining us on the o'neill gas hotline fun conversation with nelly. yeah he's always nelly's a good he can nelly's talk man he can talk nelly's yeah. the man let's go ahead there final time how we come back i'm gonna wrap it up in a hurry you listen to bleed take blue radio sports talk 97.7 This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. 
Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. If you love the great outdoors, you'll love it even more with a custom outdoor kitchen from O'Neill Gas. We give you the power to design your outdoor kitchen with expert guidance. Just bring in a photo of your outdoor area for a custom design and cost estimate, including island framework, appliances, even cabinets. Visit our design gallery on North 5th Street in Monroe to get started. Stop dreaming and start living with a custom outdoor kitchen from our home to yours. O'Neill Gas. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we put a bow on it all this Tuesday evening. BC back in John Taylor Sports Talk 97.7. I want to thank Talvin Hester, head coach of the Duncan Dogs. I want to thank Matt Nelson. Oh, join us. I thought that was funny. Nelly 64230. Yeah, that's, uh, that is not true. Oh, Bryce Harper, Harper. Tank. Unbelievable. You got to love it. Got to love if you have over uh, seven and a half. Yeah. BC uh, this weekend. Two and a half point dogs. Two and a half point dogs at home. I'll take that. Over under 63 and a half. Yeah, I'll take it. Oh, I don't know about the over under, but I'll You're take it. You're taking the dogs I'll take plus the dogs two and a half. Yeah. Woo! I got I to gotta pass oh, a little. I'm sweating in here after I gotta that. I got to pass. I've, I picked the dogs to lose twice this year, and it hadn't happened. I think it's only two wins. No. You picked the dogs to go seven and five. That's off the table. <laughs> yeah, that's not I happening. picked the dogs to go six and six. I still got hope. Uh, not a lot. Uh, two and a half point dogs. Uh, you were just looking at the weather. Going to be a rainy Saturday in Ruston. Looks like, especially in the morning. Yep. Uh... Joke about FIU having less than a grand in the stands. We uh, <laughs> might be in the same boat. All right, we'll be there. We'll be there though. Yeah, we'll, well be after. There. Yeah, what time's the game? Two or three? Two o'clock kickoff. Two o'clock. Uh, you get, get us. Impact Healthcare Solutions, Louisiana Tech post game call and show Z one hundred seven point five. Taves, BC, Beck, whole gang. We'll be there. Whole gang will be there. Um. All right. Beck and I both lost in fantasy. Oh, another first story, loss another of the year. Yep. All right, make your picks. Uh, I'm gonna go dogs. 34. Oh, Middle Tennessee, like, 31. I think okay, I picked that we same picked it every yeah, week. Every yeah. single week. 34 right, uh, 31 is it. Dogs. Dogs. Dave, what you got? Mm, 30 28 middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. T- but dogs cover. Of course. 
course. Dogs cover. Cover and lose. And Tabes will win his $4, and he'll be happy as can be. Give me Middle Tennessee 41, Louisiana Tech 27. Wow. Yep. Down on the dogs. Why would it be up? Thought you bled Tech Blue, but I guess not. Honesty hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You're a good journalist. Been a fun show tonight. Beck, thanks for being on time. <laughs> John Tabor, thanks for being early. For the whole gang, appreciate you listening. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. I'm BC. We'll see you. for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. No wide receiver coming to the rescue for Aaron Rodgers. All right, David in San Francisco, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, David? Hey, how's it going, guys? I just want to say you guys got one of the, my favorite time slots. In the morning, I listen to Undisputed, going to work in the afternoon. I get in my car, and you guys are already on. It's freaking awesome. Man, little, thank uh, you. one-two punch. Thank it's you very much. Great. But it's, it's funny, My I'm a big Niners fan, lifelong. I know Niners my my uncle married uh, the villain our, of a uh, Green Bay Packer, and we were actually having that same exact co- that conversation the other night about you know the ownership status of you know it's kind of publicly right. owned and such. Right. And and we all agree agreed like hey you know no matter what any NFL owner no matter what they say is they let their GM and you know their management team manage the team and pick the team every owner still in some way, shape, or form influences what, like, Jerry Jones does. Now, he's just more obvious and showy about it. Like, hey, I, this is who I want, who right. I'm going after. And that's he's, what I think the Green Bay Packers need. They need a Mark Cuban to come on in. Right. And I'm, I'm pitching to Mark Cuban right now. Go buy the Green Bay Packers, man. Diversify. <laughs> Rob, it's kind of like, thank you for the call, it's like a parent. Having that parent who's going to be on you about your grades, right? And they're not going to settle for the mediocrity versus not having a parent that's doing it, right? And that's the like a, a parent slash owner would be on the Packers like, look, we're not going to have Aaron Rodgers forever. Let's go ahead and win another Super Bowl while we have him. But there's no parent there. Right, because it didn't like, happen with know, Brett Favre. They only won the one. Our, right, they got. They might wind Rob, up. They've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, like for thirty high years. level first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, for thirty years, and they got two Super Bowls to show for it. So, uh, not good as far as I'm concerned.